Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, a podcast created to share and celebrate best practice, help others to improve and learn more about the amazing career opportunities within social care. In this episode, Zoe discusses how Brandon Park retained their outstanding rating for a third consecutive time with Home Manager Carol Rind, Operations Manager Alex Ball and Operations Director Ruth French. Welcome Carol, Ruth and Alex to to this episode of Care Insights with the Outstanding Society where we'll be celebrating you receiving an outstanding rating. Could I start by asking you Carol, first of all congratulations, um, but can I start by asking you to introduce yourself as as the manager of the home and, and, and what your role is within the home please? Thank you, Zoe. Yes, obviously, we're really delighted to um, get the outstanding for the third time, which is fantastic news. Um, I'm the home manager at Brandon Park, and I only started here in the late summer. Um, do you want to know a bit about the home? That would be lovely. Yes, please. So Brandon, um, it's a beautiful listed building. Uh, it's had various uses over the years. Um, I think it's built in the, goodness me, early 1820s, so you can appreciate the challenges that brings as well. But as a care home, it's got 60 bedrooms. We have a good occupancy, uh, various uh, residents from nursing, residential residents, uh, residents living with dementia, um, and a great team. We do use a little bit of agency, but um, we have that all managed well. So, yes. Lovely place to be. <laughs> um, my role, I think, as a home manager is a, a multi, lots of lots of roles comes under that. But I think one of the main parts is obviously compliance and quality assurance and making sure that the checks are being checked and we have the processes in place and the, and the learnings in place. But also a part of the role and the bit I love is that the passion around this in social care about uh, just living with the residents and making sure they're being there, you know, supported to be their best every day. And a big part is um, is identifying and removing barriers. So the it's helping the team to do to be their best, to, to be the best care team, the best housekeeping, etc. In the home. So that's part of a big part of my role is, is supporting everyone here to be their best in the background. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much and congratulations again. <laughs> if I can come across to you, Ruth, to introduce yourself, um, you must be incredibly proud. I am. Thank you, Zoe. Yes, I'm the operations director of Stowe Healthcare and we started the company 12 years ago and Brandon was the second home that we bought and we've now owned Brandon Park for eight years. Um, and I'm also a non-executive director of the Outstanding Society, which I love contributing to. So as a company, um, and some of you may have heard this before if you've listened to other podcasts, but we um, generally take over homes that have had a difficult past, um, often failed homes, homes that are inadequate or requires improvement rated. And that was certainly the case when we bought Brandon Park eight years ago. But what we've been able to achieve at, at Brandon is um, a, a continued drive towards improvement around standards. And that's been evidenced by the three outstanding ratings that we've now achieved for the home. Um, I'm sure 
it's um I'm sure there, there must be other homes around the country that have achieved that but I suspect it's probably quite a small number because I think achieving outstanding and then being able to retain it is of course a significant pressure and I think what we're particularly proud of is that having gone through four years of the pandemic we have been able not only to retain that um, outstanding since our last inspection in 2018, but we've also now improved on it and gained an extra star along the way. So as well as being uh, outstanding in responsive and well-led, which we were previously, we're now also rated outstanding for caring. And I think probably one of the significant reasons around that is the innovations that we've introduced in the home within the last 12 to 18 months. So that might be something that's worth us exploring further. That's fantastic. And, and I'm looking forward to, to hear more. Alex, could you now tell us a bit about your role within the organisation, please? Yeah, sure. Hi, Zoe. Um, my name's Alex Ball. I'm the operations manager um, for Stowe Healthcare Group and like Ruth, work across all of our homes on the day-to-day -day running. Um, I've been through the acquisitions of our new homes, so seeing them at their worst when we first take over them and seeing the journey that they come along um, until their inspections when they have been re-rated and um, seeing that rating improve. So it's it's all part of that that journey for that home and that service and the improvement. And it's great to see the end result when you do get that inspection but I think for us um like Ruth and Carol saying that's not the end journey um that's just a bus stop on the journey um and a, a kind of milestone it's about how you then progress forward from that outstanding rating and keep going and keep striving because um things are constantly changing and you have to keep up to date with all of that so that's exemplar of what they've done at Brandon Park keep going all the time to constantly achieve that outstanding rating. Thank you and and what a huge milestone to, to overcome. Could, could I actually stay with you there please Alex and as the operational manager how do you prepare the teams for an inspection and make it a safe and, and potentially enjoyable experience and not one that's feared? I think the most important thing is to keep communicating with staff about that and about the inspection experience and keep the dialogue open that is actually not something that should be seen as scary and frightening it's actually a chance for them to showcase the great stuff that they've been doing and it's a bit like their school report and I know that Ruth and I say that quite a lot it's it's your chance to shine and what we want our staff to do is to feel that they can go up to the inspectors and say this is the great stuff that we do at this home and be really proud of that. And I think that's what inspectors are keen to see um, in inspections nowadays. It's not about, oh, God, the inspectors are here. We need to hide away. It's how do we how do we bring that out and how do we make people feel confident? And um, um, maybe something that Ruth would talk about is the work that she's done with staff and sessions that she's run just to prepare people, because sometimes it's the first time that they've ever experienced an inspection and it's kind of dispelling the myths behind what an inspection is. I think, thank you, Alex. I think that would be lovely to hear from Ruth about, about how, how she prepares teams. I think some of the things that have been successful for us in the past um, are, I, I have run training sessions on what to expect when the inspectors arrive. Um, and 
you know, even just putting together a, a page of key tips for staff, because not everyone can attend meetings and training sessions. But as Alex said, it's about encouraging people to feel pride really from the moment the inspectors walk through the door and just thinking, well, actually, are teams checking ID in the right kind of way when inspectors walk through the door? You know, is that first impression one that is really professional and warm and welcoming and people know what to do? And what I've really encouraged my management teams to think about is, what can we learn from everyone else's inspection across the group? So we share those lessons. What are the things that are key that in our inspectors are looking for at the moment? What's the information that you're going to need to have at your fingertips? What if you as the home manager weren't they there that day? Would your deputy or another senior member of staff easily be able to lay their hands on critical information? Even making sure that things aren't locked away without a key that you can access. It can be really simple things because everyone as a leader should be able to feel that they're able to walk out of the building take some annual leave and know that things can be managed in their absence. And I think that's one of the critical things around good leadership and being able to delegate effectively. So think about every member of your team and what they're going to need. One of the things that I think has been particularly important for us has been our focus on face-to-face -face training rather than relying on e-learning because we know that if our team members are trained really effectively and they've been able to ask questions whether it's on safeguarding or IPC or whatever it might be when they're then confronted with those questions that inspectors are going to ask they're going to feel so much more confident in the knowledge that they have gained um, I think what's also been lovely as an outcome from our inspections this autumn has been that our team members feel really confident about the care that each resident needs. And that's been reflected really well in their care plan. And I think just encouraging everyone who's involved in care planning to really understand what part they can play, because we know that inspectors want to read through the first couple of paragraphs of that care plan and feel that they've got a really detailed picture of how that person wants to live their life. So I think just having a really detailed focus, look at those care plans, look particularly at your complex residents, and that's a really good place to start preparing for your inspection. Fantastic. Thanks, Ruth. You've raised some really valuable points. If I can come back to you, Carol, as a manager, how do you actually prepare yourself for an inspection and remain focused on the day? Thanks, so. Yeah, I don't think as a manager you can ever be prepared. And I think you always think in your head, I'm never ready. But I think for me, the key thing is that you're really confident in your homes, your team, in your processes and your structures, and you're confident in your compliance and your quality assurance. So you know, as Ruth and Alex say, that it's there, that the information's all there, it's been done, we're checking it. We know the home's in a great place already. So actually they can walk in anytime. The inspections, as, as Alex said, is really an opportunity to show the extra stuff that, that we do. So I don't think you can, and then I think we don't need to worry because it's gonna happen. <laughs> so, um, so don't worry about inspections. It's just be yourself. You have confidence in your staff, confidence in your processes, and, and you know, those, those bits are all there really. Um, Preparation for me, it's just keep things normal. Um, and, and what I loved, and I think what was really evident from this last inspection, that the inspectors were really wanting to discover the, the extra, the lovely bits. They really weren't here to, to find any 
I don't know the negatives is the right word, but they were really here to um, help us identify the, the good areas of practice. I don't know this, um, what's really important, I think the, the point of difference in Stowe Health as well is what I've found with the company is um, I've, they've given me the capacity and the structure to actually evidence the outstanding practice. And that's never happened in any other group. And I think as a home manager, you know your team are doing some really amazing things, but you haven't the capacity to write it down or a structure to, to evidence that. And that's been fantastic that got processes and frameworks and given capacity to evidence that kind of work. Because you know as a manager, oh, that's amazing what that care has just done. And it's like, oh, if, you know, a week later, a month later, and then the inspectors are in and you lose that. So I think that was a really good part of this was that, that preparation and the evidencing of what we do. That's lovely. Thank you. And I, I think that's really key, as you say, to, to, to be normal on the day and, and show, showcase what you do in a normal environment. If I can come back to you, Alex, Ruth mentioned earlier on about um, learning from others within the group. How do you learn from other providers and how important do you think sharing best practices to help you and others achieve an outstanding rating? Um, I think this is probably where forums like the Outstanding Society come into their own, really. And it's kind of about not being greedy and selfish and trying to keep things to yourself. And it's about getting what's been a success for you out there. But equally, you can use those forums to bring in some new ideas from other providers who are sharing some great things on your platform. And I think that's what the Outstanding Society is, is trying to achieve. I think that's kind of the mission and goals because it obviously impacts the resident care up and down the country in, in, in everyone's home. So it's about every, everybody being able to benefit from that positive practice from, um, from, from everyone really. And, and, and really not not holding on to things and it's important to share and I know one thing that Ruth's been particularly keen to push is the evidence for outstanding and and the templates that we've put together and that Carol mentioned just there and remembering that it's your inspection day is a is just a snapshot of what life is like in your care home and what your operation is like and there may be some great stuff that you're doing um, and you might not even realise it's great stuff because you're doing it every day and you just think it's the norm. And that's why we've encouraged our teams to kind of step back and think about the really great examples of the care that they're providing. Um, for example, one activities team, at another one of our homes, um, they were just doing everyday activities and we went in and asked them about it and they said, oh, yeah, this lady helps this resident to... Um, they were, they were doing some kind of weaving and it was the manual dexterity and one resident was holding one side and one resident was holding the other and they were doing it together and they were only there because the lady walked past the gentleman's room every morning and saw him in there on his own and they encouraged um, the resident to come to activities and that, that in itself made a really big difference to that guy's life because he was participating in activities, he'd formed a friendship and we were like, this is resident-driven stuff that's really great, and we want to capture some of that stuff, but you might not see that on the day of inspection. So this is what those templates are, is to capture that really great practice, and you've got them all in a file, and when your inspectors show up, you can bring them out and you can say, here's some example of the great practice that we're doing, and this is what goes on at our homes, because it may not be going on today, but it goes on all the time. So remembering that it's it's bigger than just the inspection day itself. 
That's lovely. Thank you very much, Alex. And and I'm intrigued by the, by the templates. They sound wonderful. So if I can come back to you, Carol. So, so how do you showcase what you and your team have achieved since the previous inspection in, in terms of using the templates to do this? Yeah, thanks. Um, obviously, being new, <laughs> it's a very short period, but um, we were able to, we had the file with, with the, the templates in. So it was just lovely. It just captured amazing um, examples of practice in the home that the, the, the inspectors could see and how it's making a difference to the residents' lives. And I think that's really top of, well, one of their key priorities is what, how does what you do make a difference to people's lives? And, and that's what we could capture and, and, and evidence and demonstrate without us thinking of, of some examples really. So that's probably the, the, the biggest tip was the, the, the templates. Um, and just the, just the feeling in the home, just having a positive feeling, um, a nice buzz in the home. That's that's the important part, really. Fantastic. Thank you. It must be lovely for the teams to fill in those templates as well and celebrate what they're doing. If I could come back to Ruth, um, please. So people often ask what makes a home outstanding? I think it's always a really difficult question to, to answer. If you could pick three things out of your recent inspection report that you're most proud of, what would these three things be? Driving that down to three is quite tricky, actually. Um, I think what has been really nice is reading about um, the knowledge that the team members have about the people that they care for so that kind of in-depth knowledge is critical the other thing that I think has been really nice is having our innovations recognized and I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast so you know if I just give you an example of that at Carol's home at Brandon Park we opened a memory center last year and that's um, a small unit that is part of the home but is essentially run separately from the home it has its own staff who are called homemakers the residents who um, live in the memory center are actually called family members um, our homemakers don't wear uniform it has a very non-clinical feel and essentially what we're doing is is to try and support people with memory loss what the inspectors really loved about seeing life on the memory centre was the way that we are encouraging people to take risks. Um, they looked at Pat, who's recently started doing her own ironing again. She she's relearned how to make um, a cup of tea. We have um, a gentleman who was taught how to shave himself after um, three months in hospital, which had been very disabling for him. And he moved into the memory center. And um, you, you've heard this story before Zoe, but I think it's worth repeating because it's a very simple but effective story, which is that he was taught how to shave himself again using um, a potato and a vegetable peeler. Um, so he could learn how to apply the, the pressure to his face. Other really simple things like um, our family members on, on the memory centre, actually their lunch was organised for them in a different way. So they were actually able to go up, select and help themselves to their own hot meals, their own portion sizes. And the inspectors really loved that way that we were giving people value, purpose, uh, encouraging them to do lots of daily tasks that I think very often in care homes with the best meaning behind it we start to de-skill people and they love the fact that we were 
really doing our very best to reskill people and actually that that is possible for people who are living with memory loss so often we think it's a one-way decline and actually that doesn't have to be the case and then finally for me I think what was really critical and of course I would say this as a provider but I believe the importance of provider support for my homes is critical and for any providers who are out there I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you are a very engaged provider but in my book there is just there is no role for a provider who sits back and just lets the home managers deal with it it doesn't matter how competent your home managers are it can be a really difficult and lonely job and people need that support from the top that you know just pat on the back that well done but someone who's actually prepared to get in there get their hands dirty and really support the team and to have that um covered in the report was was also something that I was really pleased to see because I know that that is fundamental to the success of all of my homes and that's why we as a group are so committed to you know having feet on the ground and people there to really support all of our homes you know good times and bad you have to be there fantastic thank you there's lots of really inspirational stories there and and a lot of it is very simple and uh, no or very low cost as well so thank you for sharing those insights if I could come to you Alex please if you had one top tip for for preparing for an inspection what would that be uh, I think it probably follows on a little bit from what Ruth was saying there, and it was something that was mentioned in the report quite a lot as well, is that, um, and, and it was kind of also goes back to what I said earlier, it's not, not every day is the same, your inspection is a snapshot of, of life in your home, and to not panic if things go wrong, or you haven't got everything perfect, because your home is constantly moving, it's ongoing, you're always working on things, and where things were identified um, we had already identified them and had an action plan in place as things to do going forward and the inspectors recognized that and respected that that we were working on things that we'd identified as being needing our own level of improvement but the fact that they'd been recognized and picked up already by somebody that wasn't them and work was happening on them I think that's really important um your home isn't a finished article so and it's important to remember that and kind of stay calm and if if things do go wrong it's about how you handle that and how you react to that not just on inspection day but every day and how you how you deal with those um things when they do go wrong and 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 manage them going forward and a kind of well managed action plan and having people that are there to spot that for you, um, I think is really key. Fantastic. Thank you, Alex. And Carol, could I ask you the same question, please? If you have one top tip for preparing for an inspection, what would that be? Yeah, I think Alex stole it. <laughs> I think first top <laughs> Sorry. No, just don't don't worry. Is the matter. I mean, we always say that, don't we? But we're going to worry. So but it's just be confident in your team and your processes and your evidence what you've got and just really have you know enjoy the inspection sounds a bit weird but just really engage with the inspectors to use that time positively to show all the really good stuff that's going on and absolutely as Alex says always have um on a on a word document just like a service plan and it just identifies some some key areas that you're aware of and you're working through and they and, they, and as Alex said they do appreciate 
you know, you acknowledge and, and the good homes one that's always learning. So I think that's a, that's a positive thing to have to have up your sleeve. Another one is just to have an organised office. The desk might look a bit of a mess, but having you know up-to-date notice boards and appearances, I think makes a I, I feel it makes a difference anyway. If it looks organised and in control, then that goes a, a long way to having a out-of-date notice board. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Carol. And could I finish with you, please, Ruth? Um, the same question. Um yeah, I was just thinking about that. And I would say, think about um, what your low hanging fruit are. What are the things that you know the inspectors are going to be looking for that you can re really easily prepare in advance? So, for example, um, we know that every inspector is going to be looking to make sure that you are successfully managing the accessible information standard in your home so that your information is really easily accessible to residents, to families, etc. So how are you going to do that? And I saw a fantastic example in one of our homes last week. Um, and actually it was on inspection day and I walked around and I thought, oh, that looks amazing. And they just got their accessible information stand all there. We had the easy read guide to complaints. We had the easy read residence handbook. We had access to the audio version of the residence handbook. Um, it, it was all there, you know, make it really easy, make it look really smart. I took a photo of that and I shared it with all of our homes the next day and said, folks, you know, this is a great example of what it should look like, you know, and that's where you know these things are going to be looked at and look through the quality statements. It's really easy to pick up on the things that are definitely going to be looked at. What, you know, what shape is your safe staffing order in? How are you demonstrating that your home is safely staffed, that you're monitoring call bells, that you're looking at your rotors, that you're looking at your skill mix. We know these things are going to be looked at. Is your training matrix up to date? Are your supervisions up to date? Where these things are critical and they're always going to be looked at, don't forget about them. Have you done an audit of your staff files recently? Super simple things, but these are the basics we have to get right, because if you're not getting the basics right, the inspectors are going to start focusing on those and not the outstanding stuff that you've done. Fantastic. There's been some really great insights today. Finally, I'd like to say congratulations to Ruth, Alex, Carol and your whole team at Brandon Park for what you've achieved recently. Many thanks for all you do. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member.